I'm doing very good. Um, Real quick, just introduce yourself before we get locked, before we go down a hole and just start talking and don't know where the fuck we came from. So introduce yourself real quick. Hello, uh, my friend Thomas. Uh, my name is Tony Tedeschi. I am a retired New York City fire captain. I spelt, uh, spent a great part of my career in uh, special operations. I uh, moved down here um, to the Maryland area, down by Ocean City for a little bit of a good life. Uh, prior to that, I worked for the NYPD. I worked in what was called street narcotics. And prior to that, I worked as uh, an EMTCC for the New York City EMS, which is now part of the FDNY uh, as the FDNY EMS Bureau. So I uh, got to play a little. Yep. And um, I'm part of the Coast Guard Auxiliary down here now because I still have that need to serve and do yeah. something. Yeah. Else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You get. You're a multifaceted guy. I didn't know you did EMS. Yeah, man. You, uh, yeah. Dude, I cannot get Big Mike off my mind. For everyone listening, Tony and I have a mutual friend at the gym. Looked like Guy Fieri, but with tattoos and gold chains. And I guess he passed away on, I mean, we've been quarantined, so the gym's been closed for a month. But I guess he passed away on vacation on St. Paddy's Day. Uh, I don't, do you know what the cause was? I mean, I'm, if it's the obituary said unexpectedly, so I'm guessing a heart attack or something, aneurysm, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. You know, Mike was at the gym every day, which is one of the things you say to yourself. There was a guy that came to the gym every day. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you spoke to him. Um, he, had, he had a pretty illustrious, and when you read, which I didn't even realize when I read through his obituary, that, you know, he played pro football. He, he did have a year of pro football. He paid, played for, I think it was Texas uh, A&M. You know, he was he was into big-time football, and, and you know, he, he certainly discussed that in his, his previous time. Yeah. I know he was a little beat up. Uh, all yeah. those guys that played the you know heavy duty football. Yeah. But unfortunately, I, I didn't say how he passed away, and I just happened to come yeah. across it. And thank God his picture was in the paper because that's what grabbed me. And I was like, oh. And I tell you what, I've only known the guy for a couple of years. Like I said, I'm yeah. fairly new down here, just like I met you at the gym. Yeah. And it was like a punch in the gut. Dude, I was like, it's oh, the same. Man, big Mike. I've known him maybe since like late 2017, maybe like mid 2018. I've barely known him for two years, dude. And it was the same thing, dude. Like, I mean, dude, there's a guy I know from high school that I've been, I knew from like middle school, passed away on like the first Monday of March, 28, just random cardiac anomaly. And like that hurt. But like, you know, it's, you know, I've, I've, I lost a sibling six years ago next next Wednesday. And since that time of not to be cold, but I've almost become numb to a lot of it. I've lost aunts and uncles since then. And I've just, you know, you, you miss them all and they're all sad. But I think after my brother, it's just they all kind of they just I mean, frankly, they just they just pale in comparison. Right. But, dude, Big Mike, that's so that I'm, one. I'm, I'm that one hurt, dude. I mean, that one. You know what it is? And when I read the article, they really did nail it. He, he was such a big-hearted guy. I mean, yeah. I met him, and I, listen, I'm from New York, so yeah. I'm not the most friendly, warm, yeah. 
you know, inviting guy. When I'm at the gym, you know, you've yeah. seen me there. I'm pretty much, I get in my zone. I walk around with my little, uh, you know, skull cap on. Yeah. I'm sure people think I'm kind of a, a weird dude. I don't really talk to anyone because uh, I'm focused on what I'm doing. I want to get in. I want to get out. Like, I'll say hello to you. Yeah. And But Mike was just one of those guys. He struck up a conversation and... You know, he just became a fast friend. And, yeah, dude, he's... And it was like a guy... When You know when you talk to someone and you say, man, like, I felt like I knew the guy for 100 yeah. years and I didn't know yeah. him at all. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like Big Mike was like a, like an uncle I hadn't seen. He, Big Mike was kind of like a campfire, dude. Like, even if you weren't cold, you sit by it and you're like, oh, fuck, this feels good. You're like, you yeah. know, it's not even like, oh, I'm cold. You know, you, It's like an August campfire when you sit down, you're like, you're sweating your balls off and you sit down and you're like, ooh, this is nice. That's what Big Mike was. Big Mike was a campfire. And everybody knew Big Mike and oh. everybody was happy to see Big Mike. And, you know, yeah. they really did kind of like, you know, sum him up really well in that, in, yeah. in the obituary, which, you know, I was... I was just like you said, it was a punch in the gut. Oh and God, the man. only thing I would probably say would make him happy is that he died on St. Patrick's oh, Day. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's that's you part of the reason why that, that took you know, off some of the yeah. Over to uh, you know to his little spot there yeah. for happy hour. Yeah. And um, but man, I, I'm sure like if he if he got to pick a day, oh yeah, see, oh yeah, yeah. oh man. yeah. And not only that, not only that, he told me he wanted to come on the podcast. And I'd, I'd always be like, because he always used to say he, I mean, he literally used to say, "I've had a, I've had an insane life, and I want to get my story out before I die." So I used to text him all whenever I'd have an opening, like you. I'd always be like, "Yo, when do you do you want to do it, Mike?" You know, he'd be like, "Bitch, I'm on vacation." Like I have screenshots. I'd be like, "Not today, man. I'm, I got my feet." Or I'd be like, "I'm sleeping." I'd be like, "You're not sleeping. You're texting me right now." And he'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, "No, I don't know what you mean." And I'd always see him. He'd be like, "I'm busy. I'm at happy hour. I'm going to get a bite." But that's, that's almost like, I was so sad because I was like, oh my God, I never had him on. And then I went and I immediately after you texted me, I went to my last conversation with him. And it was literally like for the 15th time, like Big Mike, when you come on, he's on vacation. And it was like, yeah, if Big Mike could choose any way it'd go, it'd be on vacation on St. Patty's Day. Yeah. And, and it seems, listen, I think Mike had some medical issues. There was yeah. no two words about it. Yeah. But. The guy was in the gym every day. Every day. Said he's, well, yeah, he had some medical issues, but there was not a day that I went into that yeah. gym, and I'm pretty consistent. Yeah. Whether I, I'm in there five to six days a week, there was never a time I didn't see Big Mike. Yeah. I was happy to see him. Even yeah. if it was a pass. Yeah, hey, Mike. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd always, I'd always, we'd always do this. We'd walk by each other, and, just, and yeah, no, I mean, I remember I had talked to him a million times in the in the sauna we chat. You know, he he beat cancer like six times. Like he beat the cancer. Like, he's had some rough runs, man. No, he did. He was always having surgery. He had a cane. He, I know he had he had had two heart attacks. It's so he was used to say like I'm living on borrowed time. So I mean like, yeah. And you know what? The funniest thing is is like it, like like you said, dude. Like a punch in the fucking gut. You know, like if anyone else from the gym died, including you, you know, I'd be like, ah, oh, man, that guy was awesome. But you know, it, like I said, after my brother, they all kind of. You know, I'd be like, you know, but, you know, none of us live forever. God, man, Big Mike. Yeah, it was like I lost someone I had known for 50 years. I was just like. Well, he said you, you lost a guy that was like your uncle. Yeah. And, and, oh. and the, the thing with Mike, and I felt the same way, like I said, and listen, I'm I'm super callous to death. I've yeah. seen nothing yeah. but death my whole life. Exactly, lifetime. exactly. So, and like, hey, 
being cold and calculated, like, yeah, I only know a guy like two years, and I only know him from the gym. We didn't yeah. social media. Yeah, never hung out outside. COVID, you know, and, but I knew him, and, and I was happy to see him all the time. But it was just that kind of guy that made the impact that, like like you said, when I saw it in the paper, and I just happened to be reading, I think it was like Ocean City Today or something yeah. like that, one of the local little papers, and I saw his picture, and I'm like, uh-oh. And at first I thought it was like an article on him, and then I read that it was the obituaries. And then yeah. when I read through the article, like I gotta be wrong. Yeah. And they big Mike. I'm like, okay, this it's, is his picture. Yeah. There's not many big mics in West Ocean City at, that go to Powerhouse Gym. Yeah. Now Pure Fitness, and um, I just was like, wow. And I, it bothered me for the whole day. And yeah. I'm saying, well, that means that guy had an impact, obviously, exactly. on you, on me, that. And it wasn't that he did anything yeah. out of the ordinary or extraordinary. He just was he would his way of communicating and 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 greeting you and however it was each time just made that impact that when he did pass on, it was like, Wow, this bothers me. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I have to say yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm surprised. I've never experienced what you experienced and, and I, I, I wouldn't want to. Um but yeah, it bothered me, and I'm pretty callous to death. I've had a lot of people around me die, and and um, just a good man, you know. And, yeah. and that's what that's why he was a good man. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately for him, the only thing I would say that I'm disappointed in is because he died right at the time that they shut everything down with this coronavirus yeah, epidemic. Go to the funeral. Not going to get his due. Yeah. Like because if they would have put something up at that gym. Hey, three quarters of that gym would have went to his service. Absolutely, and I'm sure there's people right now, like yourself, that don't even know. Well, I te I texted everyone I know from the gym. I texted I'm friends with the, I'm friends with Dane, um, who's one of the managers. Um, um, obviously John, old John, his wife Katina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, John, the yeah. 80 year old. Guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's like 50 year old wife. Yeah, I texted her and. Because I have both their numbers, and she was like, "Oh my god!" It was the same thing. She was just like, "Oh no!" Like, "Oh," no. and it was just like the same. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I texted Dane, and Dane was like, "Like, I heard, man." He was like, "Dude, like, that was the guy." Like, when I started working here, he was like, "That was the guy that like made the job less like intimidating." Like, "Oh, I'm a new guy at a job." Like first day, he's like came up to me and started talking. It was just like, "Okay, okay, if this guy's here, like, I'm good." Yeah, man. It like you said, dude. It bothered me all last night. I, you know, I've, I introduced my dad to you. Big Mike was one of the guys I introduced him to. I told my dad, and you, you know, my dad, my dad has talked to him for all of thirty seconds in his whole life. And even my dad, his shoulders dropped. He was like, "Oh no," and like, "Yeah, man, it bothered me all last night." Fucking, he was in all my dreams. All these, I had all these weird existential dreams. I did cardio. I, obviously, the gym can't. Everything's quarantined. Um. So I've been doing cardio in my neighborhood. I mean, I'm like you, dude. Like, religiously have to have music. I didn't even listen to music today, dude. I just walked around thinking of Big Mike. And then I thought, like, man, the funniest thing about Big Mike is you know if he was here right now, like, you fucking pussies. Grow a pair. <laughs> you know? You know? It's just, it yeah, look at these everybody fucking... Dies, everybody you know? dies. Look at these people. You guys got your tampons in? <laughs> like, so that's exactly, man. And like you said... That's someone that I'm like, wow, like that's the importance of being an awesome person. Like when I die, like not like in some egotistical, like I want everyone to know me, but like when I die, I want people to be like, God damn, like, all right, like that guy was awesome. So yeah, rest in peace, big Mike. And yeah, again, man, 
<laughs> if you could choose a day, of course it'd be St. Patty's Day on vacation. I bet yeah, Big Mike. Because when I read his full name, I never knew what his last I name didn't, was. Me and once I read his full name, I'm like, oh, he was, was Irish. Irish as fuck. Well, you, you kind of put it together. You look at him, you say, oh, yeah, he looks like a big old Irish dude. Yeah. He liked to have a couple of pops, yeah. you know, yeah. and he was just a big, tough old dude. Yeah. But, you know, and he was in the construction business. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure in his day, he kicked tons of ass. And, I'm sure he um, beat the shit out of him. Maybe killed a couple people. Who knows? <laughs> there might be a couple people, and there might be a couple skeletons under the bridge. Who knows? Yeah, man. But I'm sure that if if you went to him, and he'd be the type of guy that you could even ask that question, like, "Hey, Mike, if you were gonna check out, what day would you want it to be on?" You know, he wouldn't like, blink. He wouldn't blink. He'd be like St. Patty's Day or things, or you know, <laughs> Christmas. You know, he'd he'd have it figured. <clears throat> he'd already have thought it through. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, no, you probably pull it." Big Mike, he'd probably, you know, fat. He'd probably pull out like a little slip of paper and be like, "Yeah, I've got it checked off. I got a couple good ones." Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of guy he was. But yeah, goddamn, rest in peace, Big Mike. He was, he was like the politically incorrect Guy Fieri. He was, yeah. They looked the same, but he was covered in tattoos and gold chains. Like, he was, yeah, he was fucking awesome. And then when you read the article, like, things that you find out, like, he liked dressing sharp, and you say, wow, you know what? I could see that. He was known for wearing, yeah. like, fedoras and stuff. Yeah. Like, I could see that guy oh, walking yeah. to a bar with the rings, you know. <laughs> he was almost like an Italian guy kiss, that wasn't kiss, Italian. Yeah, kiss the rings, maybe a pinstripe suit. One shirt, and, yeah. you know. Like a sharp dressed dude. I mean, obviously we saw him at the gym, but then you said, "Yeah, man, I could see that I, in yeah. him because of the way he came across, yeah. the way he came himself." Cigar, never- maybe like a tumbler of whiskey, some bourbon, okay. big steak. I could see Big Mike. Yeah, you come and kiss the ring or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could see you know that. The thing that's going to be actually weird, and, and you're probably going to um, experience the same thing is. Like eventually, this this whole craziness will go away, and we will go back to life semi-normal. Hopefully, mm-hmm. go back to the gym, and then you realize. And like, I didn't want to bring your head down, but I also said I got to tell this kid that Big yeah. Mike passed away. Yeah, like a few people, and then I didn't want to start firing it off to everybody because I mean, people's heads are in the shitter as it is because yeah. of everything that's going on. But I knew that you had had some really good in-depth conversations with him, that you were pretty tight with him on yeah. and that we were going to be talking on the podcast. So I figured, ah, you know what? He should know. Yeah. And, uh, because, you know, when we go back to the gym, it's almost going to be weird. Yes. Like, you're going to know. Like, thank God. I almost said, well, thank God we found out because... Oh, that would crush me if you told me at the gym. Man, anyone seen Big Mike? It was Big Mike. Oh, geez, dude, I, I, would, I was worried with John too. You know, yeah, old John. We call him old John. I'm sure he doesn't yeah. like that, but he's eight, two years old. Dude, like he's gonna outlive us both. For a few days. I'm like, where's John? Anybody seen John? Yeah, that's like, ha- that's happened. Where I haven't seen him for a couple of days, and I'm like, where's John? <laughs> you know, he's motherfucking. Listen, he's three times my age. Like he's 82. You know, yeah. how many more years could it go? I hope 10 for him. I, I hope. 15. I, I could also see him outliving both of us. I could see him going to like 115. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that guy's amazing. <clears throat> that guy's a dude. All those old guys, man. They're, if you go at 430 in the morning, and if you ever go right out when it opens, there's another John who kind of looks like a skinny John McCain. And there's a, and his friend Bob. They're both in their 80s, dude. They crush the elliptical. They're insane. But yeah, I was kind of thinking yesterday. I kind of laughed. I was like, I mean, this is what I get for making a bunch of like... <laughs> friends like 20 years older than my parents like it's only a matter of time but... a bunch of old dude friends but hey listen i'm in my 50s and i say the same thing yeah. I, my wife makes fun of me all the time she's like oh yeah with your old friends again you talking to your old guy friends yeah 
I'm like, yeah, well, you know, that's what happened. I moved down here yeah. and I retired, and now I'm uh, an old guy hanging out with old guys. Yeah. Since I'm not as old as they are. Yeah, no, I always kind of laugh about that because I just I refer to them just as like you know because everyone I know for my whole life is in Georgia, so I, you know, living up here with my parents, it's kind of my new social life has just been all these old guys at the gym. But it, because they're the only guys I know, you know, you only call someone old in relation to other people. But because they're the only like friends I have, I've just come to call them my friends because there's no young people to compare them to that makes them old. So everyone's, you know, I'll keep saying friends and then I'll, you know, like I'll say something like, yeah, no, like, he served in Korea. And someone will be like, how fucking old are your friends? And I'll be like, oh, like late 80s. Like, like yeah, no, you know, yeah, I remember, yeah, he served, uh, he was drafted in Vietnam. And they'll be like, I thought you said this was a guy who was your friend. But yeah, no, yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah, they remember like the yeah, early Cold War. But yeah, man, goddamn, yeah. But uh, so I'm I'm glad we gave I we needed to discuss Big Mike. I'm glad you told me, man, because that bothered me. I'm sure if I'd got to the gym and just hadn't seen him, and someone told me, dude, I think I'd probably break down. I'm glad like I found that out like alone was like got to have a minute and think about Mike. I would, right. yeah, dude, I would have fucking lost it. It's just. I mean, what's nice is we got to memorialize him. Exactly, we had our little Big Mike funeral. He, he, and I'm sure they're going to have some kind of yeah. celebration of life afterwards. But, you know, and a lot of people, this has happened to a lot of people while, while this is all going on. You know, it, it's like that guy deserved it. And so yeah. I, I'm sure he'll have a little bit of his due. But, hey, it's a little something that we could do yeah, prior to doing exactly. it. We're going through this this craziness of this pandemic. Well, hey, Big Mikey, we still didn't forget you, man. Yeah, yeah. Because he'd be going stir crazy, too. He'd be oh, like, yeah, fucking, he'd be going probably fucking nuts. Magnus that's probably why he's on vacation. He's probably fucking day drinking. <laughs> trying. I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. Fuck this place. You know? That's yeah, dude. probably exactly what he said. It's probably dead. I'm sure Big Mike went out in a fucking three-piece suit with a cigar and like 10 pounds of gold chains on. I bet I bet his... They're gonna need... They're gonna need two forklifts to lower his gra grave because he's gonna have on 30 pounds of gold. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're gonna have to put that thing in a, in a lead coffin because they're... Someone found out how much gold he had on there'd be grave diggers, but yeah, yeah man. But that's true though. I mean, dude, even the guy I knew from Georgia, from middle school and high school, Maddie, he was twenty eight. Yeah, man, and everyone I know I mean, he was again, you know, when everyone dies, people always say nice things about him, but someone like Big Mike, it's like, no, he really was a saint. Same with this guy Maddie, like I mean, everyone knew him. And it's the same thing though, dude. It's like they couldn't do a funeral service. It was like his twin brother, his older brother, and his father. Like his mom passed away last year, but that's all they could do. Like his dad, right. his dad's a physician. His dad was like, like we can't have a funeral service. His dad's a physician, like at Emory, the huge disease like uh, hospital in Atlanta. He's like, we can't do. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing because yeah, people aren't getting their their uh, proper proper uh, memorials. But yeah, man, it's it's insane. Um, but yeah, I keep thinking about coronavirus and like there is a silver lining and it's going to be just how great shit is that we took advantage or not took advantage, took for granted. You know, that's one thing I keep thinking about is like just everyday life is going to seem sweeter. It's going to be like just going to the fucking gym. Like that's going to be like, fuck yeah, yeah the gym, the sauna, like, you know. 
And yeah, I, listen, not, not, I would get kooky not going to the gym just in general. Like, I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm running around yeah. the neighborhood. But I don't particularly love to run all yeah, the time. And it eventually beats up my knees. So, yeah. like, okay, I run, I bike. You know, you're trying to keep your social distance, do the right thing. Um, you know, like you said, I hope, and, and I'm very pessimistic about it, and Mike would be a guy I would love to talk to about this when it was all over. Yeah. Um, would be that this is kind of like a reset button mm. and some of these entitled spoiled motherfucking brat idiots that are out there just realize like hey man life is precious yeah and day is a gift that i'm not getting all spiritual and yeah, crazy but, but should really appreciate things a little bit more and like everybody's blaming everybody now. Oh, this guy didn't do a good job. Yeah, this guy, oh, fuck Trump. Oh, this guy. You know, like, listen, I'm into personal accountability. So, yeah. any one of the governors of any of these states, guess what, man? You weren't prepared. Yeah. You weren't prepared yeah. for when this happened. Yeah, maybe the federal government stumbled a little bit too. But guess what? Oh, Everyone man. always jumps up and down. Oh, it's supposed to be the states running everything. Yes. I want people to come away from this. And I got three young daughters. Two of them still live up on New York, and it's a pretty hard hit area. And I told them, you know, this is personal accountability. And what, what people are not doing, even in the face of all this craziness with the coronavirus, and I'll use New York as an example. I'll beat up my old hometown. They talked about all the social distancing, right? And I was one of the guys that kind of downplayed this a little bit in the beginning. Oh, you me know, too. Oh, I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. You know? Yeah. And um, and just said, hey, you know, but I still believe in that. We kind of got to take a look at what's going on. I think we moved too fast, too, you know, too far, too fast. But in the end, in the grand scheme of things, okay, maybe some of that was good now. But things are getting worse or especially up in New York and some of the more condensed areas and like here for us in Maryland, up in Baltimore, because people are not listening. Yeah. When they say stay home, shelter in place. Now we live down here in a resort area. The big argument down here is people, a lot of people own second homes down here. Yeah. So what do they want to do? They want to truck out of wherever they are that's bad and come down to their second home. Well, my line to that is simple. I own a second home. I pay taxes. You can't tell me where I can go. And I'm, well, yeah, I guess you're right. I can't tell you where mm -hmm. you can go. But you know what shelter in place means? That's what it means. Stay yeah. in the place you're in. Not shelter where you want. Yeah. It's shelter in place. Yeah. Stay it's in your place because now you're taking from wherever you are. I feel really bad that in your area. I have two daughters that are up in Suffolk County, Long Island right now, which now has become the epicenter of New York. Oh, dude, my, my aunt, uncle, and two cousins are right third, right. like 30 minutes from Manhattan. Yeah. Right. So you know what's going on? All the hipsters and millennials and spoiled brats from Manhattan, what they do, they all poured out to the Hamptons, which is out on the eastern end of Long Island. So the Hamptons is kind of like the beachy resort area that we have down here. Billionaires Row, yeah. <laughs> they all, you know, trucked out there from the five boroughs, and guess what? That's in Suffolk County, Long Island. Now the cases in Suffolk County, Long Island have skyrocketed. Yeah. Why? Because these people, and they're still going back and forth. Still hmm. to this day. Yeah. You, you know, just I got to be the devil's advocate. There. There's a girl that I've, I'm great friends with from college, and she and I are cartoonishly politically opposite. Like, it almost seems like a bad, like, SNL skit, right? 
I mean, just diametrically opposed. But I will give credit where it's due. First, I'm guilty of downplaying this and being like, eh, it's not that bad. But I was looking at her Instagram the other day, and, you know, she fucking hates Trump more than anyone on the planet. But I saw her thing, and it was like to everyone, like, leaving the state and everyone trying to, uh, like, resist the quarantine, she was like, stay the fuck home. She was like, what do you not get? There are five things you need to do. One, stay the fuck home. Two through five, repeat number one. She was like, don't move. She was like, it doesn't matter if you don't like the president. And I was reading this, and I was just like, fucking golf clap. Like, here I am, like, playing it down. Here's this person who, like I said, her and I are cartoonishly opposite ends on the political spectrum. But here she is going. She was like, this isn't political. She was like, everyone, stay the fuck home. Her name's Laura. I won't say her last name, but shout out, Laura. It's... Yeah, she was just like, everyone going around and leaving Manhattan and, you know, going on little vacations, she was like, go fuck yourself. And I was just like... Yeah, and listen, I'm okay that you're opposed to the president. I happen fine. to support the guy. That's, yeah, and I'm that's, okay with that's people what, That's what makes him. it so awesome is you're allowed, I, I you're allowed to hate him. As long as she's not about that. No, she's brilliant. And scream and yell and say, we must, we must, we must. You know, but then you don't do it. So yeah. if you want to pass blame, then you better be having you better you better be practicing personal accountability. So don't blame this guy and blast him. And yeah, did he do everything right? No, but you know nobody did everything right. Yeah, it, we could go back the blame game for years and years and years. We can go back and start blaming previous administrations. Go, In the end, you can go to back to the 1800s. Yeah, it's you know it's. You know, I have I have friends and family on both sides of the and yeah, no, I mean th this girl Laura is she's she's awesome. I love her. Shout out Laura. Um, but um, it's yeah, no, there are people on both sides saying like the Obama administration used up all the PPE equipment, which is true. But hey, Trump administration didn't replenish it. He's been in for four years now. He's had time to replenish it. That's not a valid excuse right. anymore. So it's and yeah, again, it's it's good, right? Personal accountability. It's personal. It's it's all of our. It's from the federal government, the previous administrations, the current, but it's also down to you and I. What are we doing? Are you staying home? Okay, good. Are you like like you, man? You know, I go. I get mentally unstable when I don't go to the gym. So I've been do. I've been walking around the neighborhood. I've been doing speed walking, running, been doing push-ups in the driveway like a crazy person. It's uh, but yeah, it's personal accountability from so from the president to the governor to the local gym owner. It's people gotta, have to take ownership, yeah, you right? Own it. You and I have discussed Jocko Wilnick, right? Yeah. Uh, he has obviously a very popular podcast. Uh, you know, Jocko listen Bach, to a yeah, lot yeah. of his stuff. Uh, you know, he wrote the book Extreme Ownership. Um, you know, you've had a bunch of those special ops guys, well as Dale Comstock yeah. or the other yeah. guy. You know, when you listen to those guys talk, they don't blame anybody no. for anything. They, no. they always, you know, take ownership of what went right, what went wrong, and 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 then you you move forward. And that hopefully, you, even in this situation, right? Yeah, you'll learn that everybody learns something from this. Mm. That that uh, it, you know, because this is this is you know, this is certainly history making. I've been around. I've seen a lot of really bad shit from nine eleven to plane crashes mm. to major disasters all over the country when I used to be a part of uh, the New York Task Force 1, the FEMA team. Um, this is major, major, heavy-duty, history-making stuff. 
where everyone in the country is affected. Mm. Like 9-11 was horrible and people were emotionally affected, but not like day-to-day life was still normal. Now, everyone's day-to-day life, with the exception of a few states and people jumping up and down about the states not um, declaring you know, stay-at-home orders, well, they, they don't have any cases. Their neighbors, when you have a neighbor that's seven miles away, that's pretty yeah, when good you're, socialistic. When you're in when Montana, you're Otis. fine. Yeah, congratulations, right, exactly. Montana. <laughs> yeah, it's, but you're right, man. So, it's, yeah. you know, is they hope that people come away and say, what, like, and, and they used a quote from Queen Elizabeth just the other day, and I, I actually think it's a great quote, too. She said, hopefully people will come away from this eventually and be proud of what they did. Yes. Meaning you did the right thing. For all the knuckleheads that decided to shelter where they wanted, come down to Ocean City, go down to the beaches, you know, in Jersey, go out to the Hamptons in Long Island, you know, you didn't do the right thing. Yeah, So you you can complain about anyone, the governor, the mayor, the president, you personally blew it. You blew it. First, yeah. that's yeah. the first cog in the chain that broke. Then yeah. the, you can complain about the rest of the chain, but you broke the first link. Yeah, you. And I'll, I'll give my wife a lot of credit. Like, I'm, I've been pretty resistant to a lot of this stuff because I'm very against the sheep herd mentality, which yeah. I think happened with a lot of people initially. But like, I'll just use a perfect example. You know, she's really bent on got to stay in the house. We got to stay in the house, and we do. We don't. We don't go anywhere. We walk around the neighborhood, and yeah. we see people. The social distancing is is probably twice to three times the size. So, like, we needed food, and I said, "All right, I'm going to go to the store." She's like, "No, you're not going to the store. We're not going." They said we got to stay home, and it's like one of the first times I paid for a store to deliver my groceries. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. I was completely resistant to it. But you know what? In the end, you're right. And I can look back at it and just say, you know, all right, that was the right thing to do. Um, can't let your ego get in the way sometimes. Even though I disagree with some things, all right, this is what they're saying. You're telling me to stay home? I'll stay home for the next two weeks. I won't leave my house. I'll just dig some dirt in my yard yeah. and paint another room and hang yeah. another door, stay, whatever yeah, it is. Stay busy, stay busy. Um, I could lay my head down saying I did the right thing. And other people didn't, and that's yeah. why it's not going away right away. Obviously, there's the other obvious reasons, but yeah, it's... if if people did a better job, I I'll give you a perfect example. I love to use this one as an example. He jumped up and down with Trump sending the hospital ships to New York. He got the hospital ships to New York and California pretty quickly. There was a picture now, and I talked to a lot of my friends back in New York, and it's really bad there. So I'm yeah. not marginalizing it. It's really bad. Yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of people dying, really bad. Um, so here comes the hospital ship into New York Harbor. Is that historic? Yeah, damn straight, it's historic. And all along the West Side Highway, right, which overlooks down into New York Harbor, is just mounds of people they have pictures of them on instagram on facebook all of them and they're and people like look and here's historic moment the uss u.s navy comfort coming in i'm like it's a hospital ship coming to new york because why coming to new york because Because there's a contagious virus and you shouldn't be outside but you're outside celebrating the hospital ship exactly it's and you just say to yourself what more 
like you 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 can't get through to those people and those are the people be the first ones in line to either say gimme 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 or you did it wrong you 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 yeah i got a picture of you on the west side highway standing six six centimeters from the guy next to you that you may or may not have known anyway watching a boat come in guess what you can watch it on tv and go oh yeah wow yeah it's we're going to miss history. Yeah. We've got plenty of media. You won't miss history. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's something about it that's like, this is not like 9 11 in that, like on 9 11, if you had just gone to any random like city, but you had just muted the TV and the radio, you wouldn't know it happened. I mean, you'd eventually notice, you might notice that there aren't planes in the sky. But aside from that, like, life went on. It's, this is different in that there's not a, an inch of the globe that, um, it's not spreading and the thing is is this is also unique in that again 9-11 ultimately very few of us could do anything you know you have your first responder you could donate blood sure um donate money but i mean ultimately it doesn't matter it's the very it's a very helpless like what what the fuck do i do this is different in that like you can be like like you can make a massive difference by just staying inside like exponential growth which is what viruses do not only in not only in their intracellular reproduction but also how they spread throughout society i mean what's exponential one two four eight sixteen thirty days of doubling is a billion all right so like by staying inside like you are doing a massive thing and not only that dude it's like people like me and even like yourself we're not gonna die from it we're going to get a bad cough. We're going to be sick as fuck for a couple of days. But it's going to be no different than a flu. The people who are going to die, it's going to it's going to be like the guys we work out with. It's going to be people like John Big Mike. It's going to be people like that. Like Big Mike got it, like that would kill. Him. Like that guy there's no way that that guy wouldn't have like breathing problems. And it's so that is where the that is where it's infuriating cuz it's like everyone going out and like ignoring it like dude, you're not the one who's getting fucked. You know, if you're if you're 90 and you're like, fuck this, I'm going to the bars, that's bad. But at the same time, like, I kind of get it. Like, whatever. You might die anyway. I'm not condoning it. But, like, if old John was like, I'm going to the bars and drinking, I mean, I'm not going to tell him no. But it's everyone who's going out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, good luck. But it's everyone who's going out and it's like, fuck it, like, carpe diem, like, young and dumb. Like, dude, like, you're not, it's not going to affect you. You're going to vomit for a couple days and have a good story. But, like, Bob over here's mom is gonna die. You know yeah, well, what happens if you bring it home? Like I have my in-laws yeah, live here I mean. down with me. They're in their eighties. I call my father who lives up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, he, he's eighty-nine years old. Yeah. You know, and, and he he you know like in the neighborhood he lives in. He lives up in Park Slope, New York. Um, he thinks he's the mayor. He walks around. He talks to everybody. You know, and he's a very healthy guy because yeah. he goes out and walks 30, 40 blocks a day, but he can't do that anymore. Yeah. And I call him on the phone. My daughters call him and say, like, look, you have to stay in. And if I was in New York, I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. Like with my in-laws here, yeah. we don't go anywhere near them. We haven't yeah. seen them since this whole thing started. We The same thing. First, we were you know, going to the store and doing their grocery shopping for them and leaving them on their front step. We're not even doing that anymore. I yeah. did the order for me to, to, to do the groceries, and then we sent them an order. Yeah. You know, so 
Um, you know, and that's just the, the reality of what it is and that you have to be careful. Like, yeah, not yourself. Um, but you know, who do you, even if you become a carrier, now they're saying that there's asymptomatic carriers well, yeah. and you can actually virus, not get not sick get at all sick because at all. You, your immune system is amazing. And, you know, but if you come in contact with somebody that's immunocompromised or whatever it may be, well, hey man, you, you can Lights out. send down the shitter. And that's what's happening with a lot of people. Anyone with underlying conditions, anything, just, it, it's almost like anything. This virus is taking you down to your knees, if not right out. Yeah. You know, and that's what's happening in New York. It's a lot of the people that have, yes, there are some anomalies where a perfectly healthy guy, you know, dies and gets pneumonia. And you can make the argument that a lot of people die of pneumonia. A lot of people die of the flu. Mm. Um, the numbers of the flu deaths are still higher than the numbers that are, you know, of, of coronavirus. Knock it doesn't mean marginalize it. Yeah. It's the spread that there's no vaccine, but... It is what it is, you know. Yeah. Like you, you have to look at the big picture, which people aren't. Like we are completely panicking, and I think that we need to take steps without a doubt. And everyone's blaming everybody, and and the worst out of all of them, the politicians, because they're all, they say one thing on one day, something else on the other day. You know, the, Trump's a xenophobe and a racist for you know stopping people at the border. China, yeah. You know. But once the European Union stops and closes all their borders, which they yeah. needed to do, then it was okay. Yeah. You know, and it was all, you know, if the guy comes out and he's optimistic, well, you know, he he's uh, he's lying. He's, he's not listening up, to yeah. Then when he comes out and he, he's like all sullen and saying it's bad, you know, he should be more optimistic. It's like, okay, everyone, yeah. enough. The one yeah. thing that I could say is a major difference between 9-11 and now, and, and I find it very disheartening, is... At 9-11, and I was, you know, part of New York City Fire Department then, so I was right in the middle of everything. The one thing I could tell you that that was a great motivator for the first responders that worked down there, and I, I, I spent 10 months of my life down there digging, um, was that this country really came together. Mm. And everybody, politicians, Republicans, Democrats, independents, whatever it may be, everybody was on the same team mm. even if they didn't agree yeah it was yeah it you was, know you rally around the yeah on the same team now we have the one camp a and yeah. camp b and, it's, and that's it's this and it's and it's disgusting on both sides it's oh, it's, it's it, it is it, the one thing and unfortunately i don't think it'll ever happen but this has shown that uh, and, and this should be for both sides, not just, you know, Democrats, um, Democrats and Republicans alike. This should be where they enact term limits because you need a rotation of fresh ideas yeah. and fresh minds yeah, and not such ingrained, disgusting ideology. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, he's done those, with those people, dude, those congressmen and senators, and this isn't a this isn't a the other side thing all of them they don't they don't live in real life man you've got security you got secret service details you've got you're all millionaires y'all've got you guys have preferential treatment i mean dude you guys all have tickets how, how do they all become millionaires that's, that's the key yeah. like people no one ever bats an eye about yeah. that and a lot of them talk about big business and how evil big business is how do 
everyone that goes into Congress, now they make like 170 G's a year. That's good money, but that's not millionaire money. Yeah. How do they all walk out millionaires? And on both sides, like the one thing that I think, which, and I think again, the media downplayed it again, disappointing. And both sides of the fence are guilty of this, both of them. Just before the whole thing really blew up. Oh, the insider trading? There you go. Those you hit the nail right on the head. Those Republicans and Democrats, and they have the fucking balls to go on TV and say, I didn't do anything illegal. I didn't know. My money manager holds. One guy had like 1.2 million in holdings. Your guy moves 1.2 million in holdings and doesn't call you and notify you, yeah. and you don't go home. Okay, and just just happens to be before a fucking pandemic hits come on man yeah. we're not that fucking stupid Fuck, and yeah. these people those elitist prick motherfuckers just like the ones that run out to the eastern end of long island because they're all elitist pricks think regular guys like me and you and everyone else and big mike god rest his soul we're just dumb we yeah. don't know we oh, can't yeah, figure yeah. it out i'm smart i'll tell you how to live i don't and listen i lived in new york my whole life I don't want anyone from that fucking state telling me how to live, or California, or anyone. Don't tell me how to live. You guys are a bunch of jerk offs. I've seen a mess you made in this place. Absolutely, positively, no way. But they think that they're smarter than us, and the politicians are even worse. Like, you don't think that we saw through this? It was a girl that was a Democrat, a man that was a Republican. I don't even know their names. And they're going to walk, be able to walk away from this. Now, listen, all of us who have money and 401ks and this and that, everyone just fucked. got kicked in the cock. Everyone just Every, got fucked. Yeah. Except for oh, the select few. And he happened to do it just after a meeting. Just after just a after fucking a intel meeting. An intel uh, meeting to tell you, hey, there's a pandemic that, hey, it's fucking up the globe. And hey, you man, just sat it's happened coincidental. A... It's just coincidental. Don't... Don't look behind the camera. Yeah, like, it's it's amazing, man. That it's amazing. It, it, that's a certain level of of filth. And you know, I'm I'm glad it happened to Republicans and Democrats because maybe we can all see. Hey, it's not it's not us. It's not the other side. It's a couple of fucking pricks, and it's all of them versus all of us. All of our differences. These are all very convenient to them. All right. If we're sitting here arguing about abortion or xenophobia that's fantastic for the motherfuckers they're what george carlin say you keep the middle class and the lower class and the republicans and the democrats arguing while the rich run away with all the fucking money like it's true though it's and think about think about when they were trying to pass that bill right and this is something that has bewildered me for years in politics but now we're in the middle of the pandemic and the government says we're going to try to truck money out to everyone in the country, yeah. which is like an amazing thing when you think about it. Sure. We're going to send everybody money. Yeah. So you would think that most of the progressives and uber liberals would be like, whoa, this is what we've been asking for our whole lives. Somehow, some way, we need 35000 for the Kennedy Center, yeah. X amount of dollars for this stuff. Things that have nothing to do with coronavirus. Yeah. Why? In God's name. And Take even this bill out. When it's something that's vitally important, why does it have to have anything attached to it? Anything, How anything. is that not 
completely condemned. It should have just been, we're going to pass $2 billion. Yeah. This is what it's for. You know, we're going to send this money to here, money to there, money to this. Not when you look through that bill it's and disgusting. the things like oh, emission standards, we have people that are out of work, man. And they're out of work because the government said we're shutting the country down. Yeah. So I'm not big on handouts. I'm, I'm, I'm actually an anti-handout guy. Yeah. But this is the time when it's needed. Now, the government needs to give money to people yeah. to get by. No, in this, yeah, you to stay home? You got it. Yes, sir. I'll stay yeah, home. I'll do my Whatever. part. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, pay my bills. You can't. There's too many people that live. Yeah. And dude, I'll say this. I mean, even as a, as a conservative person, hey, man, I'm the first to eat the big slice of humble pie and be like, yeah, uh, yeah, we ev everyone needs money right now. Period. It's yeah. just. It doesn't matter if you're fucking red or blue. It it does not. I'm the, I'm in a hundred percent support of that. It's every but yeah. I'll eat the slice I, of humble I, pie and yeah. sickened. And it took X amount of days of negotiation. It should have been. It should have been thirty seconds. It should have been thirty seconds. Zero. Here it is. Oh well, if you give me money for this, I'll sign that. Like when you look at the shit that got attached to that bill, and there's people that have no problem with that. Yeah, and so I mean, you and I, I won't say who. Like we, we know how it happened. We know who who attached it. But the point is, that's okay to you. Yeah. That's okay that for two or three or four more days. I think it took them days. Like they needed this money immediately. You know, anything the government does is very slow. So they passed this bill weeks ago. No one's gotten a fucking cent yet. Yeah. So those four days make a difference. Yeah, because and, it'll be four days closer to people getting money. But what's even more insidious is that there are some people who are okay with it, but it's not because they're okay with the the shitty nature of what it is the politicians are doing. They're okay with it because it's the polit because and it's by design. It's because it, they don't have time to negotiate. They can't. There's no. The vast majority of people, as much as we might be disgusted about all the bills for this park and this whatever memorial, the reality is, is people like, you know, thank, you know, thankfully I'm not hurting, but the, the massive majority of America that is, they don't have any bargaining chips. They can't go, uh-uh, hold on. You will get the stimulus check, but you got to take out that thing with the Kennedy Center. No, they're going, fuck it, put in whatever you want, whatever passes the bill. And the, the elite fucking pricks at the top, they know that. They have bargaining chips because they're not getting hurt. Again, secret service details, pr prime healthcare. Not only that, they all have Raven Rock by Garrett Graff, my favorite book. I plug it every episode. They all have golden tickets to nuclear bunkers at Mount Weather, at Raven Rock, at NORAD, and in the uh, Catoctin Mountains. None of them are hurting. They all have, they all have suites in nuclear-hardened uh, bunkers. Literally, if you're in Congress with a gold plate with your name on it, they have they have hosp they have underground hospitals. And this isn't some conspiracy shit. This is all under Eisenhower. They all have literally coronavirus is the least of their problems. They they can take on a nuclear war. So they have all the time in the world, mind you. There are helicopters designated for each each individual Congress member. You literally have like ticket numbers for these helicopters where they will swoop onto your front lawn, pick you up, and with armed guards, no one's blocking you. They, they don't have anything it's to worry about. 
And it's great that it is. It's great. Well, it's great that we have that because that shows that we're protected from nuclear war. But right now, it's those people going, hey, I'm not fucked no matter what. So um, I'm going to need some money for this new Boeing factory or I'm going to need money for this new cultural arts things. Meanwhile, Bob at home, he as much as he may be disgusted by the government spending, he has no time to go, "Uh uh-uh, hold on. I know I have four kids to feed, but... I'll hold up on that. No money for the Kennedy set. No, he's going, you got me by the balls, whatever. So no one has any bargaining chips. So a lot of people that are okay with it, they're not okay with it. They just don't have, they got nothing. They got nothing to argue with. Like, you know, if it's like, it's like, it's like how, you know, torture can be ineffective against detainees because when you have someone awake for 90 hours and you're waterboarding them, they're probably just going to fucking admit to it just so you stop. Even if they're like, right. I didn't do that. They're not going to go, you know, you're burning my feet alive. But uh-uh, I didn't do that crime. You get to a point where you're like, I don't fucking care. Sure, I did it. Stop. So all these bills coming out, it's like. When I say to yeah. people that don't care, yeah. it's not like the regular Joe that doesn't yeah. care. It's those politicians. I mean, think about it. This is another thing, right? And it gets glossed over. <laughs> I want to like yell out at everybody, yeah. all of, even the conservative media outlets. How the fuck was Congress in recess while this was going on? Why was the House of Representatives in recess? Hey, uh, no, there's a fucking pandemic going on. Yeah, you might want to come to work, essential worker. Yeah, you get yeah, you got to You know, it's if you flown to some fucking bunker. Okay, I got it. We got to keep our government alive. Then fucking work. Then get on the computer. Work. Get on the computer. Everyone else is yeah. working from home. You guys can. You got, I'm sure you guys got some perfect encrypted high-speed internet, right? You know, it's... But it is. And not only that is within the politicians. Let's say there's a politician that stands up and says, no, I'm not for all this pork barrel spending. You got to get this to the people. Or, you know, I'm not for this. I'm not going to let it go through. Sucks to be that guy because now people can go, oh, so you're delaying the stimulus check? So it's... Well, that's exactly you, you, what they do. Exactly. You're goddamned either way. And it's it kind of seems like this is all just going to have to go through. But goddamn, it, I hope it opens the eyes of everyone on both sides alike. This isn't a the left or the right. This is everyone, man. Like, hey, like, maybe you can see when push comes to shove, you can see just how little of a fuck they really give about you. Just, just well, how little of a fuck they... You're seeing it right point. now. You're seeing it right now. Just how little of a fuck they give... I know that we all kind of know they don't care, but now you're really seeing it going, well, you know, I know that you guys all lost your job and there are murder-suicides all over the country because there are people that don't want them and their loved ones to live through this, but I'm going to dump $5.5 million stock. And once I'm finished with that, well, I've always wanted this memorial downtown. So I'm going to get... The, it's just like, dude, this is... This is the 2020 version of let them eat cake. Like, but that's what we're seeing. Give them bread and circus. So it, it goes back to what we said, like, you know, hopefully we learn from this or, or we come away with something from this. And that some of, you know, especially the your younger generation sees that, you know, that whole pie in the sky thing that a lot of those politicians have promised, you know, that it, it's. It's not legit, and you just hit the nail on the head. They don't care about you. Yeah, George Carlin. (laughs) Yeah. 
they're in a there's a big club and guess what you ain't in it <laughs> like yeah it's they, you they, ain't in I it i saw some, whether it was on facebook or something like george collin and he's been dead a long time but that guy was a pretty insightful dude Motherfucker, he um he, he had like a, a, a whole skit the american and dream kind of, yeah about but but how fucked up politicians are and when shit is bad and like pandemic you know i don't know if he used the word pandemic but like if shit goes really bad and, and you listen to it and you're like oh my god this guy was dead on yeah i mean not even like oh you can infer that. yeah he no. was dead on yeah like wow holy yeah it's you know there's some people that insight and, and saw it a long time ago you know yeah and george Carlin, just lesser known bill hicks but yeah no they God damn, he hit the nail on the head. But yeah, his his whole American dream thing. He's like, there's a big club and you ain't in it. They want you smart enough to work the machines, but they want you dumb enough to not question the that you're getting fucked every day of the week. Yeah, he's like, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And and they use that big club to beat you over the head with it. And there's a big guy at the front door and you ain't in it. I'm not in it. None of us are in it. You know why they call it the American dream? Because you have to be asleep to believe it. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm as pro-American as you, you get. George Carlin, you know, he definitely shit on America. But goddamn, that's one of the things where you look at it and you're like, hey, we're seeing it now. It, there's a big club and you ain't in it. You know, it's yeah, you know, it's. Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-government. No, no, I, no. It's, and 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 I, I I love for a lot of the things that we stand for. But when you get down into the fucking minutia of how they operate and what they do, and when it really comes down to, right, we elect our representatives. They're supposed to represent us. They're supposed to be, you know, um, the, the people that look out for us. They're, you know, they're, they're our advocates. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know, they're not our advocates. They're worrying about nonsense and garbage. And when push really comes to shove, and just in general in life, you could always kind of tell whether it was a group of friends or people you were working with, a corporation, whatever, company, unit, whether you're a first responder in the military, when who rose to the occasion when shit was on mm. and who scurried into a hole or who mm. did nothing. Mm. And, you know, I think we've seen a lot of people here do a lot of scurry. They come out and they pound their chest and then they run back away. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything. It's easy for me to say, you know, Tommy, you should have done a better job yeah. with and you know, no one no one and it, it amazes me because it's the highest levels of our leadership, right? That we, we have now seen. No one is taking any ownership of anything. Yeah. They're just, they want all the the, the accolades of yeah. look what we did for you. Yeah. But it comes to really drilling down and we can we can point fingers at every last person. And that's okay. We should look at this someday and we should look at what went right and what yeah, went wrong. Dissect it, learn from it. But no one's doing it. No yeah. one's taking any we need decisive leadership now, which I know some people will disagree. I think the president is, is, is he's a decisive guy. You can hate him, but he's yeah. a decisive guy. Yeah. When he comes and says, this is what we're doing, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And, and and for the most part, he gets it done, man. Like, you know, the, the, those hospital ships got there in no time. Yeah. They built the field hospital in Javits Center in New York City in three days. Like, the government doesn't work fast. No. Business, they work fast. Yeah. I, 
I remember when I was living in New York, they were trying to build this ice rink in <clears throat> Central Park. For years, there were millions and millions and millions of dollars over budget. Now, this was before Trump was into politics or anything, but he was a larger-than-life figure in New York City. Yeah. He was a giant developer. Everybody knows that. He finally went to the city and said, listen, I'll build the fucking ice rink. Just let me do it. Guys have been dicking around with this for fucking years. He went in there, and it was, they were years into this project. Years. He went in there, and in six fucking months and on the budget, he built the fucking ice rink. It's still up today. Woman yeah. rink. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. Cool. It's, yeah. I Pathetic bureaucracy couldn't fucking, you know, dot an I or cross a T. Yeah. And a businessman, love him or hate him, went in there and took care of business. We, we And we have plenty of people in Congress, in, in, in the House of Representatives, in, in the Senate, that they could absolutely be taking some ownership and taking leadership instead of trying to place blame say, hey, what can I do to make this better? Yeah. What we personally do to make this better. You know what? Yeah. Fighting with Trump, not fighting with him would make it better. And him not bashing them would make yeah. it better. Oh yeah, no, it goes if both ways. Someone has to someone has to put the ego in check. Someone has to take the hit first and just right. I mean, dude, that's what I always try to do is like it's it's like like you can hate the guy. By all means, vote him out in November. Do it. Crush him. Kill him. I don't care. I don't mean literally kill him. Secret Service, don't come knocking. But I mean, like, you know, but it's like, you know, it's, you know, I'm very conservative, but I remember, I remember a lot of conservatives attacking Obama right after the Boston bombing. They're like, oh, this is martial law. This is, this is, and I just remember thinking like, dude, like the bodies are still warm. Like, in hindsight, let's go back and sure we can dissect it and whether it's a power overreach, whatever. But it's like the bodies are still warm. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, it's, you know, as much as you might not like the president, the president is the pilot of the jumbo jet that we're all on. And yeah, sure, vote him out if you don't like the destination that we're going to. You want to go to this city versus that city. But when an engine blows out, it is not the time to go fuck this pilot. It's time to go, what can we do? Hey, how can we make it better? Do you need, we can manually tell you what's going on. I got eyes on the engine, right? It's, 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 so yeah, I mean, like someone has to drop the ego first. And so like, I always try to do that with, with like Obama. Like I always bring this up. I'm, you know, I'm like, did you know that, uh, under Trump, uh, you know, all the bodies overseas from, from service members or the bodies are flown through Dover air force base. Only that's the only Air Force base in America. It's all the coffins, the flag-dripped coffins come here. Families come up and they, you know, they receive their sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, cousins. And it wasn't until Trump that the government picked up the bill for them to come fly out and come stay at hotels for free. In our entire history as a country, we never did that until... And then what a lot of people don't know is that wasn't Trump. That was Obama. And I'm not an Obama fan, but God damn it, give the fucking guy credit where credit's due. Not under 9-11, not Vietnam, not Desert Storm, not World War II. It wasn't until the Obama administration that he said, hey, these families shouldn't have to take out $1,000 tickets. Because, you know, when you find out someone died, you don't have three months to plan the ticket. You got to buy the ticket tomorrow. And so yeah. you're getting really 
you're getting shafted on prices. So you got these right. families of people who, you know, if your family member enlisted in the armed services, chances are that you're not, you know, balling out with cash because that's not always the first choice of people who don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't under the Obama administration that they would fly up the families for free. You can come stay at this ball and hotel for free. We'll have taxis come pick you up for free. And like, so it's, that's one thing where it's like, just use that as much as anyone may hate the Obama administration, if you can look at that and go, that is a genuine awesome fucking thing. Well, if you can look at that, you can then open the door and go, maybe he did some other better stuff. Maybe I can put my ego and saying this as a conservative myself, maybe I can put my ego aside and go, oh, wow, he did that. He probably did some other stuff too that I can like. Not only that, the universe goes for, you know, what about Trump banning uh, bump stocks or red flag laws? If you said that Obama did that, I'd be all up in arms. But now Trump did it. All of a sudden, you kind of get what? Uh, I, I'm sorry, you just, you just froze up. But yeah, it's it's so. And hey, so that's why I try to look at it is like try to choose one thing, just one thing that Trump did that as a liberal you may like. Hey, banning bump stocks or red flag laws. Hey, just or you know FDA right to try. Just hey. Just choose one thing. You don't have to admit it. You don't have to put it on social media and go, okay, Trump did something great. Just within yourself, if you can go, okay, that was okay. That was pretty good. Just maybe you can go, okay, maybe there's something. I'm not saying you got to like him. Vote him out. By all means, vote him out. I don't give a fuck. But like, there's just, and it goes for everyone. Like, if we can just, someone has to drop the ego first and go, I fucked up. How can I make this better? If you do that, if someone else, if you drop your ego first, that's when other people will start doing it and go, yeah, I fucked up too. But someone has to nut up and so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm the first to say it. There's there's literally podcast proof of me going, coronavirus isn't a big thing. So, yeah, I mean, dude, I got to suck that dick right now. You know, I fucked up. I, 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 mis, I misrepresented it. But, yeah, man, it's like we can it's like we can get back to fucking hating each other. But it's like just... If, choose one thing that he did that you don't even have to like. Choose one thing he did that you don't hate, and then go. Okay, maybe we can. It comes down to you. You have to be accepting of of, of an opposing view. It's yes. okay. I listen. I, I despised Obama, but I never said he wasn't my president. Yeah. I never said, "Oh, they're going to play the national anthem. I'm going to take a knee." Yeah. I, I, no. I, I never did anything like that. And if I had the opportunity to meet President Obama, um, I would have taken it. I don't like the guy. I didn't like his policies. I didn't like most of what he did. Now, I didn't know he had done that. But, yeah, you know what? That's a great thing that he did. Um, yeah. Like I, I'll use Andrew Cuomo as an example. He's a flaming liberal Democrat from New York. He, he's, for the most part, for New York, has done a terrible, terrible, terrible job in general governing New York. Um, but I think from a leadership standpoint, and I don't agree with everything that he's done, I think he's done a good job in trying to steer New York through what's going on. Yeah, beautiful. I don't like the guy, but he's done a good job. Yeah. He comes on, he's clear, he's concise. You know, he, he scolded his own brother, who, who's one of the most divisive guys on TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just again, and it kind of ties into that elitism and it ties into not accepting and it's not about me. It's, it's only about you. And if the other side would just, or any side 
you you just have to uh, you know accept that there's an opposing view now of course whether it's conservatives right and i'm conservative myself or you know liberals there's the radical radical fringes you know and, and i have no problem like in the, the aocs of this world no way man that's yeah. way too radical and it is. You look, but even you know, really evangelical super ultra conservative right wing yeah. people yeah. no you can't do that either yeah you're you not know? yeah but even right now is like the point is is like aoc like no i don't like her at all but even now now is not the time to shit on her now is the time to go okay you're in a position of leadership but see yeah. someone like her comes out and and, and and i'll use her as an example like sometimes she can have i i don't even want to say good points because I, I don't I just don't understand her thinking a lot of the time. But you know no, but she she's very she she's good. very popular. She yeah. has a tremendous platform. She does, you know, she has a lot of power, whether yeah. we like her or not. She exactly. has a lot of power. And and she has a huge platform. She's she's you know, for, for people they'll look at her, she's a pretty girl, she's she's you know, very bubbly on TV, she knows how to get her message across. Um, you know, but like you use this coronavirus thing and instead of just trying to, you know, again, be part of the team, it's, oh, the virus is disproportionately killing black and colored people or, or, or people of color. Like, uh, you know, that is the last thing we need. Exactly. Thousand people but are dying. White, black, Chinese, pick, pick whatever nationality you want. Like I'm Italian. Italy got destroyed and is getting destroyed with the with with the virus. Um, so I'm sure when you break it down by you know ethnicity group, um, I don't think that we're going to find any one group was more adversely affected. And in all of this, that's what you have to say. Yeah, but even with even with that, it's yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Saying it disproportionately affects people of color. But even with that, I'm looking at it as like, what can I do to put my own ego out of the way? Instead of saying you're wrong and then getting locked in a gridlock of saying you're wrong, why don't I, why can't I just say, sure, like, and you work on that part because if she goes out of her way to help people of color, that's still people with coronavirus that are getting help. So I'm looking at it as like, I disagree with what she says, but like, if that's the battle she wants to pick and go for, let her have it and let her go, let her go give help to, to colored communities. That's because right now, that's a group of people that will now be getting help. So again, it kind of comes down to like my own ego of just going like, fuck it, whatever. Like in three months, we can come back and we can argue about this. But it's like, if you want to go help this community specifically, Go get it. Go, like, I don't agree with like your logic, but like, because if we argue about it, no one's going to get help. So you, if I just sort of bend and just go, just bend the knee and just go, you can have this one. Well, then there's a group of people that are going to get help that if I sit here and argue about might not get help. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's. No, I, listen, it's, and I agree with your point that, And that's a great way of, of looking at it. And I'm not opposed to it. Like, I, and I wouldn't. Let, yeah, even let her go fight that battle. With her. Like, listen. In minority neighborhoods, historically, historically, whether it's pandemics or just everyday life, they they are affected by illness at a greater rate because Absolutely. they don't go to the doctor as frequently. 
Uh, they don't go to the doctor. Yeah, don't they don't have health care um, um, available to them. Like, listen, I, I worked in New York City and I worked in the ghettos in New York City my whole career. I picked a lot of people up off the street, took them to the hospital. No hospital ever turned them away. In my last assignment where I was in uh, which was like Richmond Hill, Jamaica area of Queens, um, we, we had our regular drunks. We would pick them up and they'd have one, two, three, four, five, six bracelets on their arm. So the system doesn't turn these people away when they need help. It's just that, you know, they don't seek it right away. And then once they do seek it, then they're usually in very bad shape and it's easy for them to get overwhelmed. Now, I'm not saying that the premise of what she's saying is that you, she could say they're being affected, but they're not being affected and everyone else is doing good because yeah. this is wiping out people all over the place. And I, I like yeah. the way you put it to say, hey, if you want to take your district and you want to try to do the best that you can for your district, God bless you, man. Exactly. That's what you're elected for. Exactly. Not to go and be divisive. Exactly. So you, it's you right away, it's just like anything, right? Um, whether you're in business or in any type of thing or sales or, or even as when I was a captain uh, of, of, you know, hard charging special operations firefighters. If I would go and poke a guy in the chest or I would basically like, you know, put them on the defensive, you're not going to get responsive people back. Hmm. You know, you're going to, you want to, you want to take people, you want to give them some ownership. You want them to be part of the team. Oh, be, um, your district big. is heavily affected. That's great. You know what? You're probably right. Um, you know, Miss Cortez, um, wh what, what ideas and plans do you have? Yeah. And that's, and that's where, well, what we do to help you instead of just slamming your fist down on the table, yelling divisive statements. I always used to tell my guys, <clears throat> like, listen, if there's something that we don't like, a policy, a procedure, a strategy, a tactic, whatever, chief tells us to do something um, and we didn't like it, well, you can't just say, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. This is bullshit. That guy, Tommy, doesn't know shit. Well, we better have a good answer. Say, hey, listen, chief, um, I know what you want done and I know what you asked for. What do you think if we do it this way? Yeah. And, and if he's a decent leader, he might look at it and say, hmm. All right. You know, my thing with my guys were a lot of the times I would just say, look, we need to accomplish this task. Get it done. And I wouldn't micromanage what they were doing. I would let them do the task. And if at the end it didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it or what the desired outcome was, then we would look at it and say, hey, look, this is what went right. This is what went wrong. And this is what we need to do in the future. But those people had ownership and they did a good job on it. So you want to do something great. Don't just throw shit out there. Say, this is what's wrong, and here's the answer for it. Or let's start in this place. Mm. The whole thing on both sides. And listen, the Republicans are just as guilty. Um, and some, you know, uh, come to Trump's defense, like, no matter what he does. Mm. As at times, it's okay to call him, you know, when, when he steps over the line, which he does do. Call him a dipshit. Everyone, and that's the difference that I told you from 9-11 to now, we're not together. You know, they're trying to say that the country's doing a great job, and it is. 
the rank and file people in the country are doing great jobs. And yes, CEOs of companies are doing great jobs. And, you know, whether you like them or you don't, I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk, but he was one of the first guys that say, I'll make ventilators. You got it. I'll re I'll retool all my factories. I'll start making ventilators immediately. Mm. Other companies did the same thing. You know, those are people that are making decisions. They're being decisive. I listened to a press conference today from, you know, Hogan from, from Maryland. And I voted for the guy and he's a Republican. I, I think he's a horrible leader because all he does is go on TV and blame everybody else. Yeah. All right, this guy, and I told this guy, and I told Trump, and I, like, all right, guy, come on, man. Like, you want me to send you a list of stuff that I think you did poorly? Because I could do that. Hmm. So just get it done, guy. Yeah. Stop complaining. Stop pointing fingers. You know, I, and I hate when people love to pump themselves up. I was one of the oh, first governors. Do this. Stop it. Uh, you must, uh, you know, uh, you you will shelter in place. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Very good. Well, I live on the other side of, of the Bay Bridge. And for a while, our cases were really low. And on your side of the Bay Bridge, they were really high. But you let people traverse all over the state. So guess what? Everybody's numbers are going up. Yeah. So was that a good choice? Governor Hogan? Well, probably not. But again, like... We need to all work together, and yeah. they're not. There's Camp A, there's Camp B, and they hate each other so bad that, like you said, no one's getting credit for anything. Yeah. No one. Like, you can't say, oh, you know what? Obama did a great job on that that thing with the— uh, with, Over with Air Force the, Base, the, the DC serviceman, yeah. Um, and there's plenty of stuff that he did well, good. There's plenty of stuff that Trump did great. There's plenty of stuff that, you know— um, Bush did great, and Clinton, you go down hey, the list, Nixon. and then there's plenty of really <laughs> fucked up shit that all of them did. Hey, dude, and you Nixon did good like, shit. Nixon, the crook, he did good shit. Crazy shit? Like, who's one of the most revered Democratic presidents ever? John, John F. Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. Read some books on John F. Kennedy. Read some books on his history. He was a player. Yeah. He would be He's, crucified today. Ow. Yeah. Now, okay, he was a hey, pimp. Man, whatever you want to do, but... Um, but not okay. only that, not only that though, conservatives are just guilty because he was Catholic. So a lot of conservatives voted for him because he was Catholic. It's like we are, we're all eating shit. But I think you said it perfectly with AOC. Is you said, well, another thing you said is like we're not coming together. So instead of us beating our chest and saying no one's coming together, what can you and I do, Tony and Tommy do right now? To so instead of just saying no one's coming together, what can we do to practice what we preach and come together? I think we, you know, both Trump supporters, both conservatives, I think we can both say we can agree. Hey, AOC, that's great. What are you going to do to do it right now? And what can I do to help? What can I? And when this all blows over, I can try to vote her out, whatever. What What are you doing right now? I don't I don't disagree with that. You think it's it's hurting these communities more? Well, I don't agree with that, but you do want to help. That is awesome. That is a group of people that are now going to get help that weren't going to get help if we kept arguing. So what are you doing to help? So instead of, you know, this idiot, what it's, hey, you're in a position of power. You have a large following. What can you, what can I do to help? I don't agree with 99% of what you say. What can I do to help? And that goes for, so it, it's not just that we can sit here and go, you know, all the liberals resisting Trump. Now is not the time. You and I and every other conservative right now, we have to go, well, what good is it doing pointing that out? Nothing. It's just furthering the divisiveness. So, yeah. And listen, yeah. there's glimpses of it working. Yeah. There's no choice about it. I mentioned Andrew Cuomo from New York. Yeah. Again, 
not a fan. Gavin Newsom from California, again, I'm really not a fan. Those two guys have both said publicly and probably to their detriment at some point in time that Trump has been extremely responsive. I watched an interview with Newsom the other day where uh, an anchor from, you know, CNN, you know, obviously extremely left-leaning, just tried and tried and tried and tried to bait him into like a clash with Trump, even to the point as um, and enjoy Behar, that blithering fool from The View, like why anyone even cares what movie stars or comedians, I don't really care what your opinion is. Yeah. You know, just make me laugh or make a cool movie or yeah. play football, whatever it is. I don't care about your opinion. I just, but... They were like, oh, well, you know, you just, well, are you just saying nice things because you know Trump will be, you know, nasty to you? And the guy's like, no. I asked him whenever I call, he picks up the phone. Whenever I ask him for something, he sends it to me. So right now, our working relationship is good. He goes, I don't know what you're trying to get. He goes, I got like 36 lawsuits against the guy. I'm obviously yeah. not a Trump fan, but right now, but he's now helping not me. The time. And he's now doing what I'm the- asking him to do. Yeah, and now is not the time to hold our grudges because people will literally die if we can't put our egos aside. So, like, I almost, like... You look at the, right? Those two governors, yeah. in my opinion, are doing the best job. Yeah, yeah. They're hats, not complaining. Hats they're off not to pointing, them. Well, someone did for a little bit. They're not pointing as many fingers, and they're doing the best job. They have the two biggest states in the country with the two biggest issues. Yeah. And you look around, Michigan going down the drain, Louisiana's circling the drain at high speed, you know, all these other places. And what are they doing? Oh, no, no, you, you. Hogan here. Every day he comes out, he's blaming somebody else. You know, like, okay, guy, that that's not the way to go about it, yeah. you know? Um, and, and not only that, but, like, like what, what do we, again, take them as the pilot? So right now I live in this, I don't live, I obviously live in Maryland. Let's say I live in New York, and right now AOC is my pilot. If I not only does it not do me any good to say I think you're wrong, what do I get if it turns out she is wrong and that all of her efforts are for naught? Hey, my pilot's gonna crash the plane. Told you she was a shitty pilot. Well, hey fucker, you're ten rows behind her. You're crashing too. Like there's nothing. I don't get anything out of her. Yeah, I told you so. As we plow into a mountainside, so like, like prove me wrong. Like I want her to like prove me. Like I hope, dude. I hope every Democrat that we're shitting on right now, I hope they come through in flying colors because, hey, the casualty will be my ego and the bonus will be a lot of people didn't die. So it's like, that's what we can do right now is like, even just you and I, in our own little social circles and text groups, if you see someone shitting on someone from the far left, be like, dude, now's not the time. Now's not the time. That's the person in power. And right now they, they have... They have the connects. They have their. They you know they're the position of power. They can they can call the right people. Good. Let's you know if the guy if if some if some dude you know banged your wife, but right now you guys are storming Omaha Beach together. Now's not the time to hate him. You can hate him, but guess what? If he dies, well now there's no one watching your six, and now you're gonna die. You storm the beach, yeah. kill the Nazis, and then you can never talk to well, him again all, in your all life. All we could do is hope. Exactly. So, yeah. Again. So let's uh, let's do that on a cl- closing note. I hope AOC. I hope every liberal. I hope they do a fantastic fucking job. 
because that it's bigger than this right now. It's bigger than what we. Hey, when it comes to November, we can all go back. We can all go back to slapping each other about petty shit. You know, not right now. And it, it, this is not about elections. People even still talk in polls, like you said. Like this is about everyone getting, you know, putting their nose to the grindstone and getting this squared away. Yeah. And that's the, who cares about polls? Who cares about November right now? November, who cares about it right now? I mean, yeah, it'll be consequential, but we can't care about it right now. Yeah, it We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, it's so, not the time. Like you said, yeah, let's have every, we want, I don't, I don't want California to fail. I don't want the Bronx yeah. to fail. Because I have my, all I, of us. All my family lives in New yeah. York. I don't have to like it politically, but I don't want it to fail. And it's going down the shitter in a lot of areas. Of course, that's the point of when we come together. And that was the difference in 9-11. Everyone was like, yeah, we're in the same team and we need to succeed and we need to push forward. And yeah, like uh, there'll, there'll be plenty of time to, to um, you know, look back in retrospect yeah. and retrospect and see what went right and what went wrong. But um you know, and hopefully we, we learn from it because there's just some things that are going on that is just terrible that you just wouldn't imagine. And, you know, when we look back at it, if you don't if you don't learn from history, you're just bound to yeah. repeat it again. And, and and yeah. And when we get to a point where this is history, we can look back at it. But it's like right now, you know, if we say like it's not like 9-11 because no one's coming together. Well, 9-11, everyone came together. Who's everyone? Well, technically, you and I are part of everyone. So if I don't see everyone coming together, well, then I, again, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, if we say he's not doing everything, it's like, well, are you isolating in place? Well, then you can't. So it's like everyone's not coming together. Well, then what am I personally in my limit, 340 million people here in my social circle of 20 people? What am I doing to help us come together? If I'm not doing my best to put aside my ego and go, and if I'm not willing to go, hey, yeah, you know what? Trump does a lot of stupid fucking shit. If I, if I'm not able to put my ego aside, well then I can't blame the rest of the country for not coming together because everyone else is just like me. They're just people we all look at and go, oh, the rest of the country. I only know 20 people. Well, everyone only knows 20 people. So it's like, <laughs> so what can I do right now? I yeah, you know, if someone says Trump's an idiot and he's handling it poorly, okay, sure. What can we do to make it better? Even if I don't fucking agree with you. What can we do to make it better? Because ultimately, it's not people just like you and general. I. Yeah, it's... I just asked that question in general. Oh, he sucks. He's a okay. What do you want done? Yeah, done. and not even tell me what you yeah. want done. And not even what in, do you yeah. want done right now that would be beneficial. And I've always believed yeah. this. Whether it was a brand new guy in the firehouse or a seasoned veteran, um, no idea is a bad idea. You may send your congressman an email and say, hey, did you guys even think about maybe doing this? Yeah, and they go, wow, holy shit. Now, they may take credit for it and say, oh, who cares? Yeah. Right? But if you don't have a plan of correction, and some people, well, they're the federal government, they should not. Well, no, you can't say that. They're still human beings. Yeah, they're just, they're just you, know, you and me. Right. It's and there is no playbook. I'm talking to all my friends back in New York City that are still on the job in, in the fire department. And the fire department in New York City right now is taxed beyond belief. I'm sure. Um, um, yeah. And, and the term that they're using is there's no playbook for this. There's we're not. writing it now. Exactly. We're as it, making it we're up writing as we go. Playbook. You know, and even with pandemics, and we've had pandemics before, 
Um, it hasn't kind of smacked us in the face the way this one did. So, hey, guess what? We're rewriting the playbook. Yeah. It's yeah. not a playbook for everything. No, so you have to be able to handle things on the fly. Again, another good, uh, you know, uh, part of leadership and just personal, you know, accountability. Like if you just crumble at every sense of the term, you know, and that's the problem. I, I, I was listening to a podcast today, actually, as I was doing my work, I was listening to Jocko and he was interviewing the guy, Dan Crenshaw, yeah. who just wrote a book, um, Fortitude. And his thing is, is that we're in this like victim society now. Everyone's a victim. Well, that's a terrible way to look at it because then everyone feels they've been wronged and everyone feels that someone owes them something. So it's like, you know, given everyone gets a participation trophy because we don't want anyone's feelings to get. So, well, if you don't know the difference between winning and losing, how are you ever going to strive to get better? You know, we're going to find a vaccine for this. And America is doing better than these other countries, even though a lot of people say they won't. But when you really look at the statistics and when we look back at this in history, that America did a lot better based on the population and, and how yeah. things played out. And, yeah, we made a lot of mistakes, too. Um, it's because of the entrepreneurship and the ingenuity of the American people and the doctors. And, you know, some of the things that they're doing, well, yeah, uh, what are they doing? They're, they're fast tracking shit because – Normally, everything takes fucking eons to yeah. get. Yeah. Yeah. How do you have fast tracking shit and you're taking the reins off of the people and the regulations and you're going to let people that are brilliant, brilliant people, they're going to find the vaccine. The, the people that figured out, and it wasn't even here, I think it started over in France, that, you know, the hydroxychloroquine and, um, you know, combining it with some antibiotics. Is it you know, of course, some people are oh, that snake oil. Okay, well, no, they're doctors. These yeah. are people much smarter than us. You were in, the, in medical school, so you know. Um, no, I got in and didn't go. I can't take right. credit for you going. Know, I, yeah. You had the ability to go. The point is, is that there's some very smart people, and, and some of the doctors were just like, well, screw you. We're going to start using these drugs anyway because yeah. I, I know what I, I, I understand what I'm dealing with here. So, and they found some some pretty good success with it yeah so what's wrong with that oh no we we haven't had you know six four you know six month clinical trials we don't have, we don't six, have months. six months yeah exactly this, this is a clinical trial yeah this is this yeah. is the clinical it's, trial it's like yeah. you, and i think everyone would say hmm, uh, okay i understand why you use the hydroxychloroquine and this and it's been used for malaria for years so mm. it's not like some drug that tommy carrigan yeah, made it just made up basement. yeah yeah cooking mad yeah and it's yeah what i've heard with that is uh and uh let's let's uh you all right with wrapping this up yeah man. yes yeah i was gonna say on a final note yeah the, the drugs and everyone's like we haven't had clinical trials like how do we not know that this is gonna kill people and it's like it could very well kill people is it gonna kill less people than coronavirus well then we gotta fire it off man it's like hey man it's like uh you know it's not always you know dropping a nuke hey guess what there are some american pow's Ten, there are 10 POWs in Hiroshima who were killed by the atomic bomb. But a lot more lived because of it. It's, it's hey man, there's going to be a, yeah, could it kill some people? Maybe hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, maybe it kills some people and has some bad reactions. Is it less than the number of people dying from COVID? Yeah. So, um, but let's, um, let's definitely do another one because I think today was mostly dedicated to Big Mike and coronavirus. 
I don't think we F- we didn't talk about NYPD at all. Um, let's have another one. Let's do another podcast. FDNY. That's where I spent the most yeah. of my career. Let's do. I'll text you after this. Let's set one up and and actually talk about that because we didn't really. There's still a lot. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk to, you and I think you'd be an awesome guest for that. But um, yeah, man. Let's um. I hope everyone can work together. I hope we can all put our egos aside, eat a slice of humble pie, and admit that we're all douchebags with egos. If we can admit that now, a lot of people who are not us will get to live. Because it's not it's not you and I that are going to die. It's going to be a lot of old... There are a lot of older people like old John right now who's probably going, stop arguing. Stop arguing and figure this out. Because I'm going to die. So let's... um Yeah, here's to... Here's to the United States pulling through with flying colors and learning from it. So, good talk, Tony. Rest in peace, Big Mike. One more, more, you know. Yeah. One more to Big Mike up there. Yeah, rest in peace, Big Mike. I'm looking down saying, look at those go back. Look at those dipshits thinking they're political (laughs) geniuses. Those assholes. Yeah, you're both fucking pussies. You know? (laughs) Yeah, give me coronavirus. I'll fight it. Yeah. It's, yeah, shout out Big Mike. Rest in peace. God rest I'm, his soul. I'm sure he's yeah. laughing his ass off at us. He's he's oh, a yeah. he's a guardian angel looking at us with a middle finger. That's oh yeah. That's actually I, I texted the manager at Powerhouse and we're like you know rest in peace Big Mike and I was like you know what Big Mike slamming beers and arm wrestling communists in heaven. <laughs> you know I got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is Big Mike as American as you can get. Big Mike I guarantee you he's already befriended every communist in heaven. Because that's who Big Mike is. So, um, yeah, man. Good talking, Tony. I'll text you. Let's do right. it. Let's set one up. And, um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about your actual experiences serving in New York and 9-11. I think that would be a great episode. All right. You got it, man. All right, Tony. Until next time. Yep. Yep. Stay safe. See you, man. Peace.